Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Our good friend Duff Conacher co-founder of Democracy Watch was on the program last weekend as we were looking forward to the Ethics Committee getting underway and reviewing Mr. Trudeau's vacation in Jamaica and finding and determining whether there was actually an ethics issue. And the interim ethics commissioner, Conrad von Finkenstein, uh, during those hearings, as Mr. Conacher knows all too well, said he wasn't going to investigate Mr. Trudeau, because he's satisfied that it really was a gift from a friend, the $84,000 free stay at that palatial place in Jamaica. You know, an expensive gift, but it was a legitimate gift because they were friends and rich friends do rich stuff for each other, if I may paraphrase. The ethics commissioner, Duff Conacher, co-founder of Democracy Watch. Did I paraphrase that? reasonably well was my explanation reasonably on point duff yes because of the uh huge loophole that allows for gifts of unlimited value from friends and even if the friends have dealings with the government and and uh mary dawson who you uh, just had a clip from an interview with her she actually said uh you know, there is this exemption for gifts from friends, but if the friend has dealings with the government, I'm going to overrule it and say it's not allowed because the overall purpose of the law is to stop conflicts of interest. And that's a clear conflict of interest if the the friend is trying to get something from the government while giving a gift to the prime minister. But the new interim ethics commissioner, handpicked in secret by the Trudeau cabinet, has said, no, I, I'll just enforce it as it's written uh, and not look at the overall purpose, and doesn't matter. Uh, secret dealings are allowed with the government because of loopholes that allow for secret lobbying. And uh, you know, he's not even going to look into whether there might be some dealings with the uh, friend of Trudeau, and just allow the gift because it comes from a friend. Doesn't matter what the value is. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm challenging Mr. Von Finkenstein on what he said, uh, or at least the the. You know, the, 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 the concept that you don't have to share with Canadians, what Canadians are very keenly interested in, as far as their prime minister's ethical dealings are concerned, based on his personal history or professional history. But at the same time, I understand von Finkenstein saying to the MPs, if you want to change the legislation, change it. Yeah, the problem is that he himself, uh, as interim ethics commissioner, has created six new loopholes in the law. Uh, just in the past five months, by the way he's interpreting the law. He's interpreting it in a different way than uh, anyone else has interpreted it in the past. He's allowing, the worst one is, he's allowing uh, everyone but cabinet ministers, so top government officials, junior cabinet ministers, which are called parliamentary secretaries, cabinet staff, 
they're all allowed to have investments of up to $60,000 in shares of companies that they make decisions about. So <laughs> they, then kind of, they could push the decisions in the direction they want. And that, wow. let's say they had a $50,000 investment in a company and they push it in a direction where the company's share value doubles. Then all of a sudden they've made, you know, they, they, their shares are worth $100,000. Now they've made $50,000. They profited from their own decision making. That's okay. That's ethical. That's ethical. Uh, he's also said it's fine for cabinet staff to leave cabinet and then go anywhere in the government they want or anyone else in the government to leave and, and move to another position in the government. And there can't be a conflict of interest, he says. Well, of course there can be. If you're working for one part of the government that regulates industry and then you go move to another part of government that promotes that same industry, that's a conflict. And, and uh, you could definitely have uh, uh, an appearance of a conflict of interest in making that move. But he said there's no possibility of someone moving from one part of the government to another and having any kind of conflict or moving from a cabinet minister's office uh, into any position in the government. And part of the conflict you can have is you can build relationships with other people in government and then switch and get preferential treatment in the hiring process. And that's part of the reason why there was a cooling off period from, from doing that where you have to sit out and not uh, be bidding on those kind of uh, jobs for, for a, a year or two. And so those are uh, two big loopholes he's opened and, and he's opened up others as well. Uh, along, so he's added to, there are huge loopholes in the act. There's about 10 of them, but he's added another six, just five months on the job. And that's why this guy can't be reappointed. If he's appointed to a seven-year term, he's going to just continue undermining and creating loopholes in the laws that allow for rampant conflicts of interest. So we were anticipating this parliamentary ethics committee meeting and hearing evidence and speaking with the interim commissioner. Was it just a waste of time, ultimately, Duff? Well, no, actually, because it did reveal the loopholes. Um, he was asked about some of, he's cleared away eight rulings, uh, eight complaints with rulings that were done in secret. Uh, we only know about two of them because they were two complaints that Democracy Watch uh, filed. Uh, so he had, was forced to talk about that because one of the MPs asked him. And he said he, he thought it was fine for uh, Trudeau to appoint David Johnston, his family friend, to investigate uh, Trudeau. And that's set a precedent now where it's fine for the prime minister to appoint family members and friends to any position in government. Cause if he can appoint him a, a family friend to investigate him, I mean, what couldn't he appoint him to? And then, uh, he also, because the loopholes were so great and they were also talking about other travel, uh, uh situations that are very questionable. What came out of it was one good thing, which was the ethics committee asked another committee. They passed a resolution to ask another committee to uh, change the rule that allows for lobbyists to send MPs on junkets with their family members and staff and associates. And, uh, and that's called sponsored travel. It's a huge loophole in the MPs ethics code. And uh, the ethics committee asked this other committee that, is responsible for the MP code to change that rule and finally stop this, uh, this essentially buying of influence through buying junkets for MPs. And hopefully that will happen sooner than later. This is so, it's really disturbing. 
It is really oh, yeah, disturbing. The loopholes. There's 10 loopholes in the MP's code. There's 10 loopholes in the cabinet minister's law. And uh, they are huge, and they allow for unethical, secretive, dishonest activities and decision-making by everyone in cabinet, cabinet staff and all MPs. And uh, they, none of the parties have shown any interest in cleaning any of them up. And finally, maybe this one loophole, but it's just one out of 20, may finally be closed if this other committee uh, actually does something. Uh, we'll see whether they do anything. You know, somebody sent me an email the other day. I've been looking for it. I can't find it right now. But essentially said, if we can't believe them on one thing, if we cannot believe them on one issue, doesn't that compromise everything else? If they've been proven to be unethical, any one of them, I think that's a pretty broad net there, but maybe that individual cannot be trusted. But it's a legitimate question. If you lie to me once, why would I believe you the second time? Yeah, and this is across the board. You know, MPs were reviewing their own code back in 2022, and they knew about the 10 loopholes. We've done, uh, I've appeared before that same committee four times in the last 20 years, pointed out the same 10 loopholes every time. And each time, all, all members of that committee have agreed to actually add new loopholes. And that's what they did. In 2022, the party ignored the 10 huge loopholes. You know, MPs are allowed to have secret jobs. They're allowed to have secret investments. They're allowed to take part in decisions that they can profit from. And they ignored all those loopholes and added a new loophole where explicitly lobby groups are now allowed to pay for interns in MP offices. And not only is that bad in terms of lobby groups doing that, because obviously they're doing a favor. They're paying for a staff person in an MP's office, well, and the MP would be making decisions. Uh, but even worse, it opens it up to foreign uh government-sponsored groups in Canada, you know, receiving money from a foreign government, and they can use that money to then pay for staff in MPs' offices, who would not just be interns, they'd be spies for the foreign government. Not that that's an issue in Canada these days. Yeah, and so you know. MPs ignored that totally and opened up this new loophole, and uh, it's incredible that they, they keep doing this. Every time they've reviewed the code four times in the last 20 years, Every time they have added new loopholes and ignored the 10 huge loopholes. You know, I was talking... And this is, again, what if, every party, from every party, yeah. there is not one party that takes this seriously. They all want lobbyists to be able to give them gifts and do them favors. And, so uh, I was talking, one of my guests last half hour was Michelle Simpson, who has been a guest of ours for a good number of years and part of our Beauties and the Beast panel. And Michelle told us a number of years ago... And we were getting at it. We told some of the story in the last half hour because we were talking about how members of parliament can be punished if they are, in fact, ethical. And Michelle decided that what she would do, as you know, she was going to post all her expenses online on her constituency website. So she did. Everything that she spent on meals, on travel, whatever, her expenses were posted. And she was called into the Liberal Party whip's office and told in no uncertain terms, you have to stop this. And she said, no, I'm not going to. I'm paraphrasing. 
no, I'm not going to. This is what I this is what I have to do to be ethically responsible to my constituents. And they said, you cannot do that. You have to stop it. And she said, no, I'm not going to stop it. Why don't you guys do what I do? And then she was called into Ignatieff's office, who was the leader of the liberals at the time. And she was offered a bigger office. And as she told us in the last half hour, she was offered her own private washroom if she would just comply with their wishes and stop posting her expenses. And she wouldn't, so they shut her down in Parliament. She wasn't allowed to speak for 18 months. And that included not acknowledging one of her constituents, a 21-year-old Canadian soldier who died in Afghanistan. She wasn't allowed to acknowledge that. And she was not allowed to acknowledge the death of a police officer in her constituency. They just shut her down because she would not compromise her ethics stuff. Yes, and that's um, that spending is covered by a different set of rules, but the same issue is there, transparency and accountability. And the reason that MPs resisted uh, for a long time having disclosure of their spending was because they get an office budget, uh, and but they often use it for party activities, and the party is supposed to be paying, not not the public, because it's partisan. It's specifically in favor of their party. Uh, the biggest one is you would have a, a meeting of your party volunteers and, and pay for it and claim it was actually an MP meeting with constituents. And that can't be hidden if you have to disclose the receipts that show who was at the, at the event and, and uh, what the purpose was. And that is now disclosed, but she was doing it before um, when they were, when all the parties were still resisting it. So, Duff, we have uh, about two and a half minutes. What have you come away with this week, uh, ultimately, about the interim ethics commissioner who wouldn't mind the job full-time, and uh, would I be wrong in suggesting that Mr. Trudeau wouldn't mind offering it full-time? Yes, and uh, that's what it seems to be headed. We don't know for sure. But uh, it has to be watched closely, and opposition parties will hopefully push back and, and not allow this guy to be reappointed even for another six months, let alone for the seven-year term position, because his record is uh, one of the worst I've ever seen. He's only been on the job five months, and he's already got one of the worst records I've seen in the last 20 years of any ethics commissioner, creating six new loopholes, burying eight complaints, and uh, generally just showing an attitude of a lapdog, not a watchdog. So what is the ethics commissioner's job? Um, let's, let's, just, let's just deal with the prime minister and cabinet ministers. What is the ethics commissioner's job as far as the PM and cabinet is concerned? Enforces the Conflict of Interest Act, which applies to them all and has uh, 10 huge loopholes in it, but also some very strong rules. And uh, he's rolled over, as I mentioned, on some of those rules, like allowing the prime minister to uh, appoint a family friend to investigate him is a clear conflict of interest, but he said it's fine. So that's a clear sign of someone who's going to roll over again and again and again and uh, allow for un clearly unethical behavior. And we can't have that position. I have someone in it who's a lapdog. We need a very strong watchdog. Otherwise, uh, why have the job? Why have the position? Are, are allowed to do uh, unethical things further their own interests, their private family interests, their friends' interests, the interests of party supporters. 
and not uphold the public interest. So, Duff, do they, clo- do, do they close ranks regardless of which party they represent? Once you go after them and you file a case in court, do, does it, do, do MPs and, uh, and parties close ranks against you? They're, they're not, no longer fighting each other, but they're, they've closed ranks against you. Generally, they have. Yeah, they've maintained these 10 huge loopholes in the in the MP code. The senators have done the same in the Senate code and cabinet ministers with the cabinet code. And these loopholes have existed for 20 years. And okay. they all know about them and they've all closed ranks and, and okay. the wagons and to maintain this unethical, corrupt system. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.